Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of DeFi Talks, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything Web3. I am your host, Sharif, and this is my co-host, Jake. And today we're going to be talking about a very special topic. We finally went ahead and uh, did the DeFi Philly conference, and that was the first conference by our group. And uh, we're very excited to talk about it. So we're just going to jump right in. So, hey, Jake. Hey, Sharif. Yeah, it's been really crazy the entire journey to to DeFi Philly. I think today we're going to talk about like the origin story, when we began this, how how it all started, sort of the road to DeFi Philly it was kind of a crazy crazy time, lots of going on, some of the core lessons, key takeaways, and what's coming next. So uh, I guess I'll start off because I'm really passionate about the origin of this. Um, I have this really really um, stark memory of a meetup in November when Eric Wittenberg was there. I think it was the night I met him. Clearly, you were there, Sharif. It was the night, like, right before that big 20% drop, like, the, the first indicator that the bull run was over. And there was these inklings of, like, hey, Mike, we want to help you with Ricochet. We want to help you with this community. We want to help you somehow. And he really quickly was like, hey, I want to do a, a, a conference next year. And, like, very quickly last fall, with only, like, you know, six, seven months to go, there was, like, a, a team of people, you know, Sharif, you being a part of that as well, that were like, hey, let's start actually talking about this conference. And we took it seriously about six months ago. I remember um, about, yeah, like some sometime in December, I met with another one of the founders of this group or the conference. And we had a serious conversation about like, where do we go from here? Because we only have six months. Uh, this has not been announced. Uh, we don't have any plans. We don't have any um, funding. It, we just basically started with nothing. Um, and what led up to that was this uh, crypto and coffee meetup that we would do on Tuesday mornings at 11 a.m. We would go to a supermarket with a cafe slash bar at the back, and we would just sit and talk about crypto every Tuesday at 11 a.m. It was a wild time, a wild experience. I never knew you could make so many friends and do so many things from the back of a grocery store. Um, but the point being is that in the six months since we started thinking, okay, let's get a conference done, we managed to get uh, secure funding, we managed to secure a location, get uh, speakers and guests, and it was a very exciting time. Uh, this whole podcast pretty much uh, kind of started because we wanted to uh, build momentum for DeFi Philly, and uh, that's where we got the inspiration for the name DeFi Talks. Um, so yeah, it's been a really great time. It's been a very special time. Um, now that you guys know a little bit about why uh, we were thinking about doing this, uh, we wanted. I wanted to Jake and I just discuss of like what are the steps involved in making something like this happen? Because it's not as simple as just you know putting a meetup on the meetup app and deciding you know you're going to have 250 people there. There was a lot of planning involved, a lot of talking to very uh, skilled individuals. And so maybe Jake, you can like shed some light on that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sharif. I mean, one of the one of the massive reasons why this whole thing was successful, you know, and a huge shout out, shout out to Michael Ginn, who continued to run meetups all throughout COVID. And then as we made that epiphany moment last fall, like, hey, let's plan a conference. 
you know, we didn't really miss a beat. Like you mentioned, we met every Tuesday, and then there's a lot of uh, DeFi Philly help desk Sunday, like many hours, three, four-hour meetups that would happen almost every Sunday, and then some social Thursday meetups, and of course, our DeFi Philly, what we call the monthly now, which is the last Thursday of every, of every month. So I think just like genuinely building true fans and community along the road to whatever you're trying to do is, is super vital. So again, shout out to Mike Gann. Um, a couple of the things we did, like we as a team traveled all over the place this this year, particularly we were down in Miami for Bitcoin and Shitcoin Miami. We had people, Drew Malin at Permissionless and then Consensus, and then there was a group of us up there and for NFT NYC, myself, Michael A, Mike Gen. Um, we went to the Wanderers party, went to the Superfluid and the Unlock party. So really, again, just like building momentum and showing um, the community that we're showing up, like come to DeFi Philly, passing out tons of quarter sheets, and then... The final thing I'll say about key steps, we engaged a lot of other community members. Like we would go out to the Extend Bitcoin meetup and we developed a relationship with Paul and we would um, encourage Thomas J. Rush and Ben Francesco and John Reusing, all originally their blockchain or Bitcoin meetups with like thousand plus Bitcoin um, communities in their meetup dot com group and like hey can you send this message about the conference and really like getting them as as a as buy-in for it and then say hey can you share it with your group and also we want you as a speaker because so what what uh, there is no better way than to get a community to come to your event when you put like their flag holder their tribe leader on stage and it's like yeah we'll come see john we'll come see paul we'll come see ben so those are th- three things that were vital um what are other things that you think um were, were key or uh you know very critical for success for this, Shreve? I think, uh, like you said, most of it is just building a community that cares because when we first started, like I said, we didn't have funding and there was a lot of things that needed to get done before we could even secure funding. Like we needed to maybe find a possible location. We needed to maybe get a list of people that are willing to speak. We needed to figure out how we're going to get a core team to volunteer their time to get all the things like, you know, um, getting the food and getting the conversations and sending out the emails and doing posters and all the stuff that's necessary to start, you know, building up a group. That all came from people that were willing to volunteer their time, uh, regardless of the fact that at the start there was no money involved. In fact, it was pretty much us having to pay for a lot of the stuff. And uh, specifically, I'm talking about uh, Mike and Michael and all the other people that were extremely generous in donating time and money into this. So I think one of the most key things to the success of this and to to the buildup of the whole idea was having such an engaged community. And the way we did that is by doing these meetups multiple times a week. We were a pillar for the community. Whenever somebody wanted to go out and have a good time and meet new people, they would launch their meetup app and we would have a meetup going either that day or the day after. We were having like three or four meetups a week. I don't know how people were keeping up with this, but it worked. And now we see like it's a completely different city. I think Philadelphia from the time I went in uh, to the time that I left, it's completely different because of this crypto community. Um, So I also wanted to take a step back and maybe compare this to uh, different conferences that we've been to in the past and what our conference looked like versus what they did and what did we learn from them? What did we do differently? Do you have any anything that you can add on to that, uh, Jake? Yeah, great question. And one other thing I'm kind of uh, you know, upset with myself for not saying this already, but one of the other 
one one thing we have to include about the road to success is really engaging some awesome sponsors. We'd never be able to do this without uh, the relationship with Matt Rosen and uh, Aggie and John at Splinterlands, who were our one and only and original whale sponsor. And then, of course, Casper. You know, Matt flew in from Switzerland to be a speaker, and he was a. Uh, our, our second largest sponsor. After that, we had Uniwales, John Reusing from the Baltimore Meetup, and Mike Gann and him have a good relationship. I'm pretty sure they've done some developer projects together. So NFT artists, local, The Wanders, Nick, and then we had Scopelift, Ben DeFrancesco, the original uh, blockchain meetup flag holder in Philly, and then, of course, Thomas J. Rush from TrueBlock. So thank you so much to DeFi Philly sponsors. We can't wait to hopefully put you guys up on stage again for the hackathon or future things. We'll get into that at the end for future, but... Um, I guess the original, what was the original question you had, Sharif? I'm sorry. Well, the original question was basically, I wanted to do a little bit of a comparison between our conference and other conferences that we've been to, because we were at a lot of conferences this year, and I'm going to a lot more conferences this year because I've really, really gotten to know the value of this and the value of connecting with people. Um, but since you mentioned sponsors, and since it's such a important topic in today's tech world, how did we manage to get so many sponsors? What was the methodology? Because I know you were really involved in that. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, Matt Rosen is just such a positive support individual to the local community. Like I've seen him swipe his credit card so many times out in Exton, and I'm pretty sure he does it with us out in Philly. And then he didn't hesitate at all when we approached him. He didn't have any questions. He didn't have any expectations. So that, first of all, is just like half of it. Literally, that's about was a half of our funding. Um, he was all him. Then secondly, I think a lot of it was like, hey, we'd love to have you as a keynote speaker or give them some value. Like, hey, you can be up on the main stage and run a workshop. You're, and then we had a, a whole tier of marketing collateral. So if you um, were a whale sponsor, you got your logo in more places. You got uh, different types of exposure that way. But a big part of it was putting them on stage. I think that was a, a huge, huge valuable piece. Um, I think outreach then, is really important too. That's like such a, like it's a step that a lot of people don't take seriously um or like it's it's because it's the harder part right going up to somebody and saying like hey we are doing this thing and i we think you could really support us in making this happen and making this like uh, a reality and, and it's such a difficult step like writing emails sending emails following up all that stuff is just so difficult so everybody that did that in the community thank you so much um, but to go back again to the first question that I asked um, about conferences, like what was different about the DeFi Philly conference versus all the other conferences we went to this year, like ETH Denver or Bitcoin Miami or Shitcoin Miami for that? Um, wh what do you think made this special? Yeah, good Good question. Um, and again, one final thing to mention about sponsor money is like in a lot of these relationships where Mike and already having these contacts and really just getting back in touch, introducing them to some of the team to then liaise them and coordinate with them. But yeah, there's a lot of coordination, have different roles, and it's a lot. And the hardest, one of the hardest things to do in business is ask for money, ask for sponsor money. So yeah, we achieved it and uh, figured that out. In terms of, you know, finally getting your question, thanks, Sharif. Um, I think. You know, this conference was year one, okay? We went down to shitcoin in year two. They had, like, 85 speakers. They didn't have workshops. So, like, in terms of scale 
an experience. It's really hard to like put us up against Eat Denver, NFT, NYC, and all these bigger ones. But in terms of the comparison to shitcoin, um, you know, again, like I said, we had some some workshops that were flooding out of the the um, mezzanine, and then uh, the vendor situation at shitcoin was a little bit weird. Um, I don't think it was as professional as us, even in their year two. Um, so in terms of comparing them to like younger, more infancy events, I really am proud. Uh, we got a lot of comments like, whoa, you guys are legit. Like, look at these sponsors. We've got Coinbase Wallet on the banners and a lot of local projects. So I think there was this realization that, hey, you guys are serious. Um, so that was really cool. And then the final thing I'll say about it is when the, the NFT NYC founders, Jody and Cameron, were up on stage for the opening remarks for NFT NYC, they had the CEO of OpenSea. And in year four, they were reflecting on having only 400 people at their first event. And here they are in year four with a $10 million budget for the conference, kicking off at Radio City Music Hall with nine official buildings in Times Square and literally hundreds and hundreds of other satellite and parallel events. So what I see it as like, holy crap, we really did this super well in year one, and I, I feel just so excited for how much bigger and better year two, and then, you know, just sticking with it in a year three, four, five, and take this thing to the moon. So it's going to be great. I think every community needs a event like this, uh, a conference, and also a meetup group that people can go to to connect to other people in tech um, and to connect to other businesses and maybe learn new things. Um, the whole DeFi Philly thing has been an absolute education for me. I learned so much from this community and from the way that it's being run um, and from all the people that are actually running it. Uh, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some core lessons uh, of everything to do with this, like right from the building the community to uh, hosting the event to having these conversations with people. I wanted to just mentioned that like one of the most important forward lessons for me was that things take time and just being genuine off the bat to get people is like the way it works. You just, you're always there. Whenever people go on their apps, they're going to see you. They're going to come to meet you. You're going to have a conversation with them. It's going to be a good time. And then if you do that enough times, people will follow you to bigger events. People will spend money and time to go to something like this and to speak at something like this uh, and to volunteer their time. One thing that I noticed is that we had like maybe 25, 30 volunteers, um, a volunteer for each 10 people that were there, which is like really good if you ask me because most people don't wanna just give up their time for free um, for something that's like a first year event. But I think all those meetups leading up to um, the grand event, uh, that really helped us just connect with people and make this happen. So yeah, one of the major lessons for me was just the value of consistent conversation with other people. Um, is there anything that you would like to mention, Jake? Yeah, um, you know, shout out to those volunteers who are very, very significant in pulling off the day. We got Nikki who ran top of house, and Kelly who was the event manager, and Alif who was all over the place. Brian, Paul who's doing the promo video. Um, so big shout out to that. And then yeah, there were several other people helping all over the place. Um, but but yeah, I think it's it's that that sort of uh, like you said. I really felt some type of way when you mentioned like small groups and then lots of conversations with all these meetups. And I love the way that 
Mike in or, you know, some of us who might see somebody for the second time or the third time at a meetup, there usually is this very warm, positive reaction. It's like, oh, wow, these guys really are a good group and there's some value here. And they do really want to build this community. And I think little things like that along the way has um, has led to the success, like you say, in your core lessons. Um, other, other things that is a core lesson from this is like everybody buys tickets last minute. We had beers with Thomas J. Rush like six, eight weeks before D5 Billy. And he was like, how many tickets do you have sold? And we're like, 12. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. And then we were like, is that good? And then he didn't say anything either. So it was like kind of a embarrassing moment. But, um, you know, people people came. People bought bought tickets. And I think another core thing is like if you put good speakers on stage that have an existing community, like they'll show up. There were a lot of people I met and I didn't really expect them to be there. They were randoms, but they had come in through one of our friends. And it's like, wow, you guys really did talk about this. And you really did think that there was value and a really good um, community day there. Um, I don't want to take too much of these, but other mini ones was like, um, you know, the workshops were exploding out of the mezzanine and the vendor table. I couldn't like get people to come out of the vendor table or the vendor area to go into our keynotes because they were so intrigued with each other's conversations. The main stage was always full. You know, shout out to Mike Salvi running the running the main stage all day. Our um, MC and the Metaverse comic from Haha ha for Hire. Uh, what are other core lessons that you had on the day? How were your interviews? That was really cool to capture some some cool um, interviews for D5 Philly that day, Sharif. Yeah, I had like three interviews with three different people. Um, I got to speak to Sam from Superfluid, um, Matt Rosen from Splinterlands, and uh, Jeff Noel from Barbershop Speaks. Um, all these people are extremely successful, in my opinion, and they're all inspirations to me. Um, so I am very, very honored to have that opportunity to speak with these people. And uh, the episodes are going to be up on our Spotify and hopefully our Google podcast and all the other ones. Um, we're in the process of getting everything on everywhere. Um, but having those conversations was a very good part of the event for me. I didn't even expect that that was going to happen. So shout out to you for providing the equipment to do those conversations last minute. Um, and I think that that's part of like where the value is. Like I said earlier, is having these conversations with people. People want to talk. People want to share their worldviews. And people want to feel like they're a part of something. So just allowing people to have these conversations on camera to explain their motivations and explain their businesses. Um, I think it was a special experience for me. And I hope it was a special experience for our guests. Um, like I said, if you guys are interested in that, just go on the, uh, on uh, Spotify and you'll be able to listen to all the episodes. Um, just another thing that I want to double down on is the uh, how interested people were in the whole thing, right? Uh, I didn't know people were going to be interested in like the statistics of NFT sales over the last year or the last two years or whatever. Like there were so many workshops that had very, very specific technical conversations that I didn't know people would be interested in. I thought people would just brush that stuff off and everybody would want to stay on that top layer of understanding, you know, like expensive JPEGs or um, Bitcoin. But no, people were really, they really wanted to know everything about all technologies. And we had people like um, Connor, who was leading the Solidity. He actually was part of this group for a long time. And he started learning Solidity because of the meetup group. And now he's doing a workshop on how to get into Solidity for beginners. So it was really special seeing the progress of all the people involved in this. 
uh, where they started, where they ended up at in that short period of time. And uh, yeah, I mean, that 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 were, was most of the core lessons for me. Um, it was nice seeing how everybody was just happy that day. Uh, I, I didn't expect it to go so well. Um, but let's talk about the future a little bit. I know you're really involved in planning for the future, Jake. Can you tell us about what's coming down the pipeline? Yeah, absolutely. And a couple of things just to add on to what you just said. Big shout out to Jeff Noel from Barbershop Speaks who did an event the night before DeFi Philly. Michael A. was paramount in organizing all that. There was like, sure, if you were there, I mean, there was like 60, 70 people there, multiple panels, building a little bit of momentum and tons of people from that event came. So that was another big thing. I think we realized we should do more of that. Kind of just like NFT NYC, have a whole bunch of events in Philly for crypto stuff. Um, like cross communities, right? Just having all these different cross communities interacting with each other. That's that's exactly right. You know, some of the other workshops that were great. Michael A's Gnosis Safe workshop was like exploding out of the mezzanine. That was crazy. And I want to give another shout out to Quentin who brought his dad Roberto and their hedge fund partners. That was really cool to have like some hedge fund founders in the room talking to some of our sponsors. I introduced them to Nick from Teller. They wanted to chat with them. Um, but, yes, in terms of the future, thanks, Sharif. Um, what, what we want to do now is just really maintain all this momentum. So we're not going to skip a beat with meetups. Coffee and Crypto happened this week. Um, I think there was a meetup last night. I can't um, – you know, I'm not I'm not in Philly, so I'm not, not sure either of you. But um, so just maintaining all of the meetups. And then one thing that we're going to start uh, talking about immediately is what, we're, what we think we're going to call the DeFi Philly Winter Classic, which is going to be a 48-hour hackathon along with a Web3 career fair, probably hosted at Penn or one of the local universities. Penn has a really powerful blockchain club. They had Sam Bankman-Fried and the CEO of uh, Polygon speak at a virtual event in April. I'm still blown away by that, just the reach that, that Penn has. Um, so um, we're... Trying to raise sponsor funding for that immediately and um, build build some some momentum right into an awesome hackathon, right into an awesome career fair. Um, we're talking with Philly startup leaders about a Web3 accelerator, however we can help them. I'd love to partner with them. Um, we haven't really gotten – we actually have a meeting with them on Tuesday. So however we can help them, that would be great. And then finally, Lou Kerner has hooked us up with the Crypto Mondays meetup.com account. So me and Gann are Crypto Mondays Philly organizers. So we're finally going to – um, start that up at some point and then integrate it into our community. So big thing is momentum. Big thing is uh, playing the, the Winter Classic. What's on your mind as we have DeFi Philly behind us now, Sharif? Well, I'm just really excited to see where this goes. And I want to keep the momentum up, like you said, by having these conversations on DeFi Talks and continuously pointing back to our origin, you know, um, starting with DeFi Philly and starting with Coffee and Crypto. I want to see this grow beyond just Philly in terms of uh, we need to interact with more uh, areas. We need to maybe reach out into New Jersey, into New York, maybe into Florida, just move around and have different, you know, conversations with different people and figure out how to incorporate all these groups into our group and how we can all benefit from each other. Um, as you know, I, I'm not sure the podcast knows, but I'm spending some time in Europe and I'm hoping to also help bring the validity and the news of, of DeFi Philly outside of the States so that maybe next year or the year after we might have some international guests, which we already had actually uh, accomplished. We had guests from Switzerland uh, this meetup. Uh, people from Casper came from Switzerland just to see this. Um, I came from Europe as well just to be at the event and there were many other people that moved from very like far away 
just to see the event. Uh, I think if we could start doing those, like start doing the outreach and start going and attending different things and just mentioning, like, if you go to this place, you're going to find some really good meetups, some really good conferences, and uh, you'll have some good experiences. It's good to put Philadelphia on the map in terms of like seeing all the genius that lives in Philly and all the things that we could do in Philly, you know, without having to leave. Um, and the last thing I would personally really like to see in the future is just more educational content aspects to this group so so that everybody can make the right decisions so everybody could make educated decisions on um what to do in the in this space because it's a very complicated and new space and people need to be educated more including myself uh so seeing more of those sunday events where uh you know uh help desk sunday that, that was probably my favorite event out of everything we've ever done um and uh, what about you, Jake? How do you think we could keep up the momentum? Yeah, a lot of things we mentioned already in terms of just community, showing up, build, you know, continuing to build our community, showing up at other community leaders' events like we have been, maybe doing it even more. Like, let's get down to Baltimore and go to one of John's meetups, and let's make sure we keep going out to Paul's. And I want to really figure out if, if Splinterlands does more, like, in-person or however we can help them, but really just – doubling down on our sponsors and partners, how we can help them. There's also so much opportunity around to start collaborating and working with a lot of our, our speakers and sponsors. You know, another big shout out to Drew Malin who brought King Saladin to the main stage to shut the whole thing down. You know, we're uh, talking with them about how we can help them and get more involved King's team with all his art and other ways. Um, so things like that. I just am so excited to, to have somebody like that, a traditional artist who's been in Philly for so long, be there at our crypto conference to close it down. Um, and then just making sure that the people who are really moved by the event, who literally came up to me and said things like Nate Hawk from who runs the DeFi or sorry, the, um, the DEF CON blockchain installation. He was like, Hey man, this is the best web three event that's ever come to Philly. And it was like 11 in the morning when he said that to me. And then, uh, Quentin from accumulate who brought his hedge funds, you know, partners, um, he said something like, after the Future Finance panel, he said, hey, that was the best panel and like kind of like was better than a lot of other panels at other conferences. He said a specific conference. I'm not going to name it. But um, yeah, I think just momentum in general. Anyway, continuing all these conversations, continuing opportunities and partnerships, really marketing awareness around the hackathon, getting involved with other people, how we can help them, Philly Startup Leaders, Crypto Mondays, King Saladin, things like that. I just really can't wait for, for what we can do together as a, a group. I, I totally agree with you. I think the hack uh, is going to be incredible. There's nothing like I'm a hacker and there's nothing like a uh, you know a group of people or a community uh, allowing me to participate in this like great big thing with so many other people from different parts of the world and different parts of the community, people that I've never met before, and having this dedicated time um, to do what I really love to do with my life. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that, like a lot, and I hope that that turns out to be one of the most successful things that we do. Um, and I would like to help with that in any way possible. Um, but just for the future, like let's just keep connecting and let's just keep doing meetups. Uh, Defi Philly has uh, has a lot has somewhere to go. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be big, and we'll be able to do a lot with it. We're going to be able to have 
more conversations. We're going to be able to build businesses. We're going to be able to educate and just make people happy. So for now, I think that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining DeFi Talks. It's been Sharif and Jake again with you. We hope to see you in the next one. And just big shout out to DeFi Philly. Check out the Discord. Check, check out the Spotify as well. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.